Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sports Day with Peter Vlahos. For Kia, the eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Just like the Perth weather, we're at reached 36.5 degrees today. Things are really hotting up at the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar with, uh, as I mentioned, three nations already through the last 16. France, Portugal and Brazil with their 1-0 win over Switzerland overnight. And there's only two nations at this stage that have been eliminated before playing their final group matches. And we're talking about the Canadians and the host nation, Qatar. So there's plenty swinging going into the final round of matches in the group stage and there could be some big name casualties so we'll have to wait and see. A man that's part of the SEN FIFA World Cup coverage, played over 50 times for the Socceroos, as I mentioned some 21 years ago he scored 13 goals in one uh, match for the Socceroos in a, in a qualify against American Samoa. I know he's reminded of this quite regularly but it is a record that Archie Thompson is very unlikely to have to pass on. Archie, thanks for your time. Hey, mate, don't worry. I bring it up in conversations myself. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to, uh, you don't need to uh, ask me twice to speak about yourself, brother. I'll tell it. I'll say how it is. <laughs> uh, how you go with your sleep patterns? Oh, mate, it is all over the place. I swear to God, it's like I'm flying to Europe and uh, and trying to get used to the the, the time. It's it's uh, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. But, you know, I think um, last night there was the four games on the SEN. I think that was the last time. Now it's just at a time where it's um, it's all early morning. So it's still, uh, it's still great. It's worth it, though, mate. It's been some great oh, games. Oh, it's terrific. No, it's terrific. You're right. Mm. Yeah, you're feeling a bit jet-lagged every day because of the, oh. uh, the different changes and you're getting home in the early hours of the morning. Saying that, we were treated to two great games last night because yourself and Jordan did the first game, a six-goal thriller between Cameroon and Serbia, and myself and Richard were very privileged to see what I think was probably close to the game of the tournament so far, South Korea taking on Ghana. Two exceptional games, and it's now starting to open up, isn't it, uh, because it's make or break for a lot of nations. Well, 100%, and you can see that with uh, the way both teams... Um, are starting to attack themselves. I mean, yeah, get on the attack. It's uh, There's no defending. It's like a do or die. If we don't win this, we get knocked out. Um, that, that game, you know, I, I actually caught that match later on with the replay with Ghana yeah. and South Korea. Uh, but incredible match in the way that South Koreans came back. And then, you know, the conceit straight after they got their two goals back was would have been so disappointing, deflate, deflating for the team. But, um, you know, the game that we, we watched too, amazing. Like, Cameroon looked all out, like, out at sea. Never looked like they were going to be paddling back, I tell you that. And then they... Uh, then they um, 
you know, they get their, their goals and what a match it was. And they looked absolutely exhausted by the end of those games. And when you're looking at uh, playing in that kind of heat, it's uh, it's incredible, the, the intensity. And that's what World Cups are. It's like you, you, you work over four years so hard to try to get there. And then you, you don't want to go out so early. And that's where you see that desperation. It's amazing. We'll get to the Socceroos in a moment. As I mentioned in the introduction, there's a few nations at the moment just hanging in there. The likes of Belgium, who have been very disappointing so far, mm. the number two ranked nation in the world. Uh, they could be out. They take on Croatia because you think Morocco would beat Canada. So Belgium are now could be the big, big uh, casualties when it comes to this World Cup. Why are they playing the way they're playing when you look at the cattle they've got? Well, it's hard to say why. Um, look, obviously, they do say that it's the last uh, opportunity for Belgium because it's a golden generation for them. A lot of those players are getting older. Uh, and, you know, Eden, Eden Hazard looks just um, a shadow of the player he used to be. He doesn't seem to have that much impact on games. Uh, and, so, and, and there's been a few sort of injuries that they haven't been able to, I, I guess, replace um, Lukaku's trying to trying to find some form and, and some fitness. So it, it's a hard one, but there's been so many upsets. It's a, it's such an unpredictable World Cup. Like, you look at some of these results, it's, it's been incredible. Like, mm. um, some teams and countries you looked at, you would have thought they were buried for all money. And for whatever reason, they've still got a lifeline. I mean, I look at Costa Rica, and I, and I think, how, how can they still have a chance after yes. you know, losing 7-0 losing and uh, and then upsetting, uh, I think it was, who was that player? I can't even remember. Upset Japan. Yes. And, and there you yeah. go. And, and even Japan would have been thinking, oh, yes, we're getting through the group stage here because we're up against Costa Rica. And yeah. they don't get the results. So it's... It's really just one of those um, World Cups that's so unpredictable. And, and uh, some of those heavyweights, um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a, it feels like a lottery out there. But Belgium have just been so disappointed. I don't know what's going on there. It just, yeah, they've been the most disappointing nation. No question, mm. Archie. Interesting, uh, I mm. said at the top of the program, we've got a family member who's Buenos Aires at the moment uh, with uh, mm. her husband. And she mentioned that they saw the Argentina-Mexico game the other night. And it's amazing. It's hard for people here in Australia to relate. But every mm. shop owner shut their shop. There was no business conducted for about the two and a half hours of the match. That is the pre-game, post-game, the match itself. The whole city, Buenos Aires, which is a bustling mm. metropolis, was literally mm. shut down. There was no one in the streets. Mm. All you could hear was just these pockets of cheering and yelling at piazzas and, and pubs and whatever around the city. Saying that, Argentina take on Poland in what is considered a big match. Now, if Argentina get through the last 16 uh, after what was a hiccup, in the first match when they lost to Saudi Arabia. Are they the real deal? Could they go deep into the tournament on the back of Lionel Messi, who's looking for the most elusive trophy he's never been able to secure, the World Cup? Yeah, well, look, uh, they were, one again, pegged one of the favourites to go far in this competition. And they're almost a team that it seems like it, it, they started a little slower. Um, but it, I feel like a lot of those big nations start slow, uh, have started slow. Um, in terms of where you think they're going to be in the World Cup. I mean, it was almost um, trying to get rid of their cobwebs in that first match, but uh, 
some of those nations did, did, that we think would go far didn't blow out any of those cobwebs, and now yeah. they're really fighting to try to stay in this competition. You look at uh, Argentina, for instance. That Argentina-Poland game is going to be incredible because, yeah. to be honest, you would have been thinking both teams would be all right already through the group stage and just playing each other for a dead rubber. But it, but it's not, it's not the case. And, uh, you know, you talk about um, Argentina, it, that's like another level of support there. We, we do get glimpses of it here in Australia. I tell you what, Fed Square, when the Socceroos play Thursday night here in Melbourne, forget it. That is going to be... How many would have been in there, Archie? How many... Uh, I never oh. got a, an idea of how many... I know Fed Square. I've been to Melbourne many, many times, and mm. uh, Fed Square's a great little place in the heart of the CBD. But mm. realistically, it looked like there was thousands there. Oh, mate, it was ridiculous. Um, uh, and I feel already signs are that that's going to be the same um, come Thursday morning. Uh, I, I have no idea. Like I said, it's only quite a small little space, but they pack them in because... <laughs> They know uh, it gets jumping in there. But, like, I mean, when you think of Argentina and the way they support their country and they love football, uh, yeah, they were in some serious mourning when they lost to Saudi Arabia, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, like, yeah, it's, it, that, that's uh, a different level of support, but amazing to watch. And that game, seriously, is probably one of the games to watch. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, and there's a couple of good crazy. games tonight. And there's a couple of good games tonight because mm. Ecuador take on Senegal. Who goes through is a big uh, question. Uh, the Netherlands. Mm should take care of Qatar. Can I ask you about the Socceroos now? Now, Arnie yeah. has come out and branded social media shite and said it could have killed Australia's World Cup campaign. Now, the team is under strict mm. orders to curtail their social media use in Qatar because Arnold is mm. fearful of its impact on the players' mental health. Uh, no doubt you've spoken mm. to a lot of players. It's best to drop your phones and not maybe view any social media because there are some keyboard warriors that would upset certainly uh, individuals if they decided to have a look at what's being posted on social media. So Arnie's being very guarded when it comes to his players regarding that. Yeah, well, look, I think you need to be. Uh, there's, there's so, there was so much negativity, uh, not just on social media. It was uh, on TV, um, the punditry, ex-players, like... Um, and the fact was that they played against one of the world's best nations in, in France and they won it four years ago with a young team um, and that team's only going to get better from four years ago and, the, and the, you can see the signs of that and they're only and they're missing five key players and they still can feel an, another team that can be competitive against yeah. any other country so like you couldn't put that in the context so there would have been a few harsh supporters after that that would have been saying some pretty nasty things when all you ever do when you put on an Australian jersey or even in general life is try to go out and do the best that you can in any walk of any um, profession and that's all they tried to do so I, I know that they would have copped a bit of flack from that social media I mean that's probably why I'm not seeing a lot of uh, posts from the guys winning against uh, Tunisia because mate yes. if, I tell you what if, if I won that game every second I'd be pumping something on the <laughs> <laughs> so look, uh, obviously um, there's um, and that's a good thing you want to kind of switch off from that and really um, build on that confidence from an amazing result against Tunisia and they need to be switched on I don't need any negativity when you think that they've got to at least get a draw or win against Denmark and Denmark and no slouches. They're, yeah, they're, exactly. They'd be very, very disappointed as a football nation if they don't qualify. Um, so 
it's it's going to be a big one, mate. But just got to um, have a bit of hope and faith, and uh, and I know that support from across Australia is going to be in pre- in, pretty incredible for the boys. Final question regarding that game against Denmark. Mm. Uh, 11 o'clock Western Standard Time, of course, 2 a.m. Thursday morning, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Is that when you looked at France, they took Australia wide. I thought Tunisia tended to play very much on the corridor or in the corridor, which suited Mm. Australia. Denmark's danger for the soccer is maybe if they do try and stretch the Australians and maybe play out wide. Uh, how do you see it going? And have Australia and the Socceroos got the armoury to combat whatever style of play Denmark deliver? Well, I hope so, because I look at that Tunisian game, um, I actually don't think Tunisia played well at all. You look at the way that uh, Tunisia played against Denmark, it was like a, a Barcelona of old, the way that they moved that ball and were composed. That was a shadow of that side. Like, like it's almost like they thought, OK, it's Australia, we're going to beat them. And they didn't turn up. But we, OK, we played well. We were disciplined. We started the game well. Um, but I don't think they were really tested against the Danish. They're going to have to start well and be disciplined the whole 90 minutes. So you can't, like... And it's finding that balance, like I said. It's you got to know when to attack, but know when to defend because you don't want to get stretched against the Danish team because they they play some pretty amazing football. They took a right to the French French in their last game. So really, I know that Grant Arnold will have, have the team that he thinks can do something, um, and the way it's going to be set up. But they've got to be disciplined in every single area of the game, and uh, and like I said, find that balance and. You, you can um, take a lot of, I guess, pride and um, off that first match. I mean, sorry, off the second match, and then try to do something about it. It's, uh, yeah. it's in their hands. That's all you want leading into the last game of any competition. You're not relying on anyone else. Uh, the, the fate of your World Cup lies with you. And uh, yeah, exactly. it's about them going out and do the best they can, mate. That's all we want from them. Oh, I'm not going to ask you the obvious question because you'll say, of course they can. I was going to ask you the question, can they do it? We both believe they can. We're yeah, keeping 100%. our fingers crossed and let's hope they get through the last 16. Mate, I'll let you go ahead and have a bit of a nana nap before you head into the <laughs> SEN studios for coverage of uh, the big games tonight. And of course, you'll be covering Ecuador and Senegal. Enjoy that and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Rob. I need it. Don't worry. I definitely need it. <laughs> Good on you, Archie. Thanks, mate. Archie Cheers, Thompson mate. joining Cheers, us uh, to talk about the World Cup here on Sports Day with Peter Vlahos. Two matches uh, tonight going head-to-head, uh, Ecuador against Senegal and the Netherlands against Qatar. And you can catch it on the SEN network around Australia and New Zealand. It's 27 past five. And after the break, we'll come back and wrap up everything else that's happening in sport. And also you'll hear from Pat Cummings, who spoke today ahead of the opening day of the very first test match being played at Optus Stadium tomorrow between Australia and the West Indies. Don't go away. This is Sports Day.